0: Jokic yo, behind his back. What it uh, tastes like, Jokic? Yo. That's your sitter? Wow. Uh, as long as their fans don't get disappointed, that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans coming in here, the Celtics fans coming in here, the Lakers fans coming in here. Take that L on the way up. Jokic, here
1: going to Ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast, it is Zach Nikosh and Gordon Gross coming to you here on a Sunday evening, we're recording on a Sunday evening, uh, previewing the week of Denver Nuggets basketball, including uh, the game we have tonight against the Portland Trailblazers on NBA TV, Gordon, uh, technically, technically a national TV game, if you say so. NBA TV is like the uh yeah it's like the the red-headed stepchild of ESPN uh, Ocho. games yeah <laughs> exactly exactly you gotta have a pretty high tier uh cable package <laughs> to be getting NBA TV you know that's like a flex when you when you uh when you bring somebody over and you're like oh dude I got the game on NBA TV check it out um I wonder if I have NBA TV I should I should be figuring this out as a nuggets fan uh, i, I mean what man it would probably be useful i have the i have the sports package on hulu so um yeah i should look into that i should look into that
0: anyways
1: uh we're not here to talk about cable packages
0: no. or the perrier okay. water you're drinking yeah yeah hey there you go exactly i like
1: i like to uh bring it classy here on the pickaxe so we we like to drink the spark like uh, sparkling water, of course. I wish I could maybe some sparkling wine. We'll get some get some interesting takes uh, deeper into the show after like the the third <laughs> glass, third glass of sparkling in, and we're then that's when the real the real show
0: happens. We'll do that when we live podcast one of these days for one of the I games. Know. Then you can just have you can tell me all your like live thoughts of the Nuggets game while you're getting blasted on on sparkling wine.
1: Usually, it's uh, hopefully it'll be a game that goes well because otherwise it's. i get i get frustrated with the denver nuggets let's let's uh let's not delay any longer gordon though but make sure you guys are following us on twitter i'm at zach mikosh gordon is at g money nugs all right if you were following the show last week and you listened to the fast break bets segment we gave you three bets uh i think it was utah jazz like plus seven and a half um nicole Jokic under 13 and a half rebounds and then michael porter jr over 21.5 points plus rebounds plus assists all three cashed in for you so hopefully hopefully you were listening and taking our advice um this this week a little bit weird we we were looking at it there's only there's there's like a bunch of player props for games tomorrow but not uh not the nuggets yet that has not hit the board so we will have to just do with game props and we're going to do just won the line uh, over underline is at 229.5 and the Portland Bra- trailblazers are three and a half point home underdogs uh, here against the Nuggets on Monday night. Gordon, if you take Portland plus the spread and under the 229 and uh, a half, that is a plus plus two tw- two fifty five payout. I like it. And here is why uh, one don't look now, but Portland is three, and oh, they are undefeated uh, on the season they are also healthy and that is the key we'll talk about this a little bit later when we get dive into this game a bit more but a healthy portland team and a healthy damian lillard means they're still going all in behind that superstar in dame and so far uh it's worked now i don't know that you could say that portland has exactly uh walked their way through they're not terribly pulling away the
0: competition
1: yeah, yeah i mean and they, they had the Suns right the Suns are obviously a good team Uh, But they beat them in overtime by a bucket. Otherwise, the Lakers and the Kings, um, you know, obviously the Lakers struggling. The Kings, you know, the Kings are – I think the Kings are definitely a better better team this year. But they are are winless thus far on the year. So, um, nonetheless, Portland, an undefeated team. I think they're home dogs uh, a bit because they are on the back-to-back. But the thing about it is that Lakers game that they played today um, down in L.A., that game probably tipped off. I think it tipped off like, by like 1 PM. So they got, you know, the game got done by like late mid to late afternoon. They flew home. They got a dinner. I mean, it, it's, they, it's no different really for them than playing um, a home game on a back-to-back, like two back-to-back home games. Cause it's a short flight up from LA uh, to Portland. And like I said, you got, it wasn't like you're doing it at night. They did that in the afternoon. So I I think that's playing into it, but because of that, Um, I like, I like Portland as home dogs. I think this is going to be a close game for sure. I could see it being one that goes all the way down to the buzzer. I could definitely see Portland winning. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is playing well. You know, he always gets up to play Nikola Jokic. Damian Lillard right now is playing out of his mind. I think he scored 40 points in, uh, maybe back-to-back games. Yeah. Back-to-back games, 41 points in each the the Lakers and Suns game, um, You've got Jeremy Grant, who's kind of been up and down, but, you know, he's, he's still a threat for this team. Plus, they've got, you know, some other nice pieces around them with with Josh Hart um, on the, you know, kind of being that wing defender for them. Anthony Simons is a good uh, scoring, another good, like, scoring option for them uh, out on the wings. And, and maybe the bench is probably a little bit uh, underwhelming. But, uh, you know, with three 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 and a half points – um i just like it and then two and then 229 and a half for the over under uh i don't i man nobody has scored more than like 100 to 105 against portland at least in regulation so there's i granted the nuggets have been a little bit underwhelming uh on the defensive end but they really even haven't i think they've got a lot of right pieces of defense it just hasn't clicked quite for them yet uh i like if, if anything like you can say what you want about the spread i definitely like Uh,
0: under 229 and a half. Well, and that was, uh, for me, I'm not sure that I would would go on the spread, but the under 229 and a half, I was thinking about it, you know, and Denver for their, you know, part can't defend like, you know, cardboard cutouts at this point. So, and they turn the ball over all the time. So you would think that would allow the other team to go ahead and, you know, run up the score. Like Denver's the worst turnover team in the league right now. So not impressive on that on that end, but uh, then you look at what Portland's done, and they pretty much have like one and a half scorers. Right. You know Dame's doing everything, and then you know Anthony Simons is you know kicking it in, and Grant's been okay, and you know yeah he had an okay but right. You know it's not it's not that they've been bad. I'm just saying you know they're scoring like Aaron Gordon, not like Dame Lillard. Right. So, you know, it, it's uh, their output for points is very dependent on what Dane does, you know, and, and trying to get to over 229 and a half means 115 for each squad. Uh, but could I see it? Yes. But the question is whether you bet it, um, you know, and for me, I, I started off looking at it thinking, well, yeah, because the Nuggets have had giant scores that they've given up in all the games, you know, but right. Portland hasn't and Portland also hasn't scored that much. Right. Um, they're not an offensive juggernaut at this point. They're just winning all their games against a couple of bad foes and a, and a Phoenix team that was not having a good game. Right. Um, now, will the Nuggets go into Portland and, you know, uh, tear the place up? I don't know, but they tend to get up for Portland. Like, the one nice thing about playing the Trailblazers is because they have former Nuggets on the squad – and because there's so much playoff history between the teams, yeah, it's like a it's know, a good you, it's a good rivalry, you know. It really it's a decent rivalry. People get up for that. Like you're like, oh yeah, the Trailblazers, you know. Like I the Nuggets don't get up for OKC. It looks like because OKC always plays them. Like OKC gets up, but well, uh, and there
1: and like you said, there really isn't that. There's not that playoff history
0: no. with, with
1: OKC like there is. I mean, for for especially this core of Nuggets group. Like yep. there's no more the, playoff history. They've got more with Portland than anybody, right? That's, that's yeah. the only team that they've seen twice um, in the, in the playoffs with, with this group. So I, I definitely think there's, there's um uh, a lot of, uh yeah, I think there's, I think the players get up for this game for sure. I think Jokic, you know, even though like, Jokic, he doesn't really get up for anything. You don't right, have to worry but, about Jokic. Jokic, yeah, like I he's, all, he's just bad. always just up. I guess, yeah. and he just, he just, he just operates it up the whole time, and he does it so casually that you don't even realize it. You know, but uh, I mean, I think guys like Jamal uh, will certainly get up for this game. You know, but you know what's kind of crazy is when you talk about like how oh, well they they played Portland a lot. Well, like, but there's not a ton of other than Jamal and Jokic. Like, not a ton of guys who played that Portland team. I guess, Mike. Michael Porter Jr. got the, the second time
0: around. Yep. Yeah, he got, um, he got the second experience. Um, and again, Dane has so much respect around the league that I think guys just get up for that. But, um, I mean, Grant will be on that team. You know, Nurkic, Grant. a lot of the guys weren't around for Nurkic. I mean, Mike, talking about how many guys are left from when he first got on the team, and he's like, yeah, it's pretty much just me, Jamal, and, and Jokic. We've turned everybody else over. You know, and that's right. just, it's amazing to me to think of that in the, like just three years if that's happened. Yeah, um, it's,
1: uh, but it's been, I don't know. I, from these first three of the four, okay, let, let's, I guess we'll just, let's just dive into the uh, kind of going through this past week that happened. So, uh, real quick on the fast break bets, like I said, I think uh, you got Portland, the Portland at plus three and a half. Yep. And
0: um, I would take the under, I think the under yeah. on 229 as well. Just, it seems like a high number. So,
1: yeah yeah I think now I, I think it's gonna be a close game I guess is, is is mostly what I'm betting on here so give me give me Portland because they've got the points on their side with the with the three and a half so all right so let's let's kind of dive back into these three and four because what, what you're talking there what I wanted to kind of touch on here though is you're right like we've had so much turnover. Uh, on this roster in terms of basically the, everybody outside that, that core core group of guys. Um, but I think it's – what I've seen this past week is like I really feel like they've got a really good roster put together. Like this this is probably the best uh, Nuggets team I've seen. It, it might be the best Nuggets team I've seen like in my, in my lifetime. Uh, the only team I'm thinking is like, you know, the 57-win team was really, really good just because they all played together um so well right and then, and then when you had you know obviously mellow and chauncey at their height that that was also um a really solid team but this this team right now that they've got yeah i think is on um on that level like they're just they, they feel so complete and i think i i you see saw that throughout the year or the week it, it started off obviously terribly with the uh with the big stinker um against the jazz i guess you know, Gordon, what, what were you more surprised about uh, seeing that loss to the Jazz or then seeing the bounce back next uh, and, and seeing the Warriors uh, go, go into, into the – I guess it's not the – chase. It's, it's, it's the Chase Center now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, go into the Chase Center and beat the Warriors uh, on their home court.
0: I wasn't surprised at the Golden State game. The Nuggets know very well that the title goes to Golden State. Right. Like, they're aware of that. Um, and they very specifically did not play Nuggets basketball against the Warriors in the preseason. Like we talked about that at the time, but they were avoiding the yokage offense at all costs. So that so that Golden State had no recent familiarity with what they were about to do. Right. So, you know, I, I totally get that, that, that made sense. They were up for that, but it was weird to me that they went into Utah at like 80%, just half-assing it. Like Utah was going to lay down on opening night on their home court. You know, yeah. um the Utah came out hotter, they came out more aggressive, they came out like they planned to win it, they ran the court like crazy, and the Nuggets were loafing, man. They were just like, eh. Yeah. But like, they'll get around to it, and sluggish. they never got around to it. Yeah, they, they were sluggish and it was it was weird to see. And I get that uh the Nuggets had not really had the opportunity to um really have you know Jamal and MPJ and Jokic on the court for a bunch of minutes uh, in the preseason, thanks to Murray's you know hamstring injury. Um But it was it was awkward to see that they they came out and laid that egg. Like I I, I mean you and I talked about it. We um, yeah we expected
1: it to Utah. definitely be a close game. We had like I said in the fast break bets we had Utah plus yep. seven and a half.
0: Yeah, we were like, there's no way we're they're blowing out Utah in Utah on opening night, and we were right. right. Um, right. But Utah did blow out the Nuggets in Utah on opening night, and that was. I thought it would be closer than that. Um, I yeah. did not expect. Uh, and they did, again, they got, part of that and They is, made a
1: run. I mean, they had that run like late third quarter where they they, they looked like the chance where they might get it close again. But
0: yeah, yeah. But ran out of gas. Well, they ran out of gas because, again, you're not ready for the season yet. But also, that was the, the Jekyll and Hyde bench of the week. Like the story <laughs> of the week is still basically game one, the bench atrocious. Game two, we'll the bench too. amazing. Game three, the bench atrocious again. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, what I mean, it right seems.
1: Now? I mean, a lot of ways the bench. Well, here's the thing about the bench and the way they're constructed, and and exactly how it went uh, atrocious, good, atrocious. That's that's exactly how Bones Island went on those three games. Yes, it did. Uh, as as well. Bones goes, the bench goes. Right, because the thing is, is like when you've got when you got Bruce Brown, and, and Bruce Brown it can do some things, so he's he's decent, but especially in the. When you took him out of the, um, he was out of the, the, oh, who the heck was the saying? I guess Golden State. He was in. He was obviously in the starting lineup. So that that one, it was kind of interesting that when they took him out of that group, and then you had Bones, um, basically as your only scoring option. You know, it was concerning, but they 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 played, uh, they played really well with that bench group in in the Warriors game where they didn't like you said in the opener against the Jazz and a big a big reason right is probably I mean Deandre Jordan plays uh much better as well in that Golden State game than he did in the uh in the game against the Utah Jazz and, and so it's Jeff Green played much better as well in the Golden State game it's it if Malone is gonna go, and that's where they really got hurt on the Utah Jazz, was in that first bench shift in the in the first half. Yep. If Malone is gonna go full bench, that includes Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan,
0: you can't and, be doing that.
1: and Devon Reed. Like,
0: you, you, can't, with, you can't be doing that.
1: Yeah, with with Bones Highland, it's like okay, well then like Bones is the only option you have to score. Now he's bringing in Christian Braun, which we'll talk about him a little bit more, and I think that's giving giving them a little bit more shooting, but like the problem with the bench unit it's I think it's even still there with Bruce Brown like we saw on opening night like it's Bones Highland there's so much pressure on him to be the creator and scorer because everybody else on that in that group is used to having Is it's like is either a guy who needs to be set up or is the guy who's used to being like not a focus of the offense in any way, and is basically just like, hey, I'm just here to catch like kickouts or you know put back in offensive.
0: There rebounds. is there is one creator on that bench unit, and the one creator is Bones, you know. And in in game one, he struggled uh, mightily um, with the creation, not necessarily the scoring, but the creation. And in game three, Bones struggled mightily with the scoring. He scored what like one point in that game, I think. Right, yeah, you know, like so he struggled a game. lot. Um, and so they. For me, I hate running a full bench lineup. I don't think they should ever do that. Um, But it means that they're going to have to get their staggers right with the offense. Right. And I think with Christian Brown and Bruce Brown, that gives you the opportunity to do that. You can pull Jamal at six minutes and then bring him back out with bones for the bench because you have Bruce Brown there to play it. You can pull MPJ, you know, at six minutes, if you feel like it. And then you can put Christian Brown in, you know, to play the three if the guy, if they're playing a smaller three ball. Right. You know, um, and that'll allow you to go ahead and let, get some extra defense on the wing and get a guy who can, you know, hit some threes or should be able to. He did in the last game. Um, you know, that should be in his skill set from from Kansas. It's just hasn't quite gotten here the shooting package yet. Yeah. Um, but it that's that's technically available to you and you can stagger your lineups um with by making sure that those guys help the bench out and it's not just bones plus a couple guys who are standing around because i mean zeke naji was a mess in against utah he didn't play much in you know they they tried him instead of uh, deandre in that utah game because that yeah in the second half they had DeAndre the, yeah, the, the first the half was two. so abysmal. yeah yeah, you you had you had the first two um, you know uh, games of the season where DeAndre got the nod, you know, and right. he did not play, um, you know, against OKC, uh, but then Naji completely uh, he looked bad. Yeah, There's, Najee yeah, he, he was out of be... position a lot. Yeah, he. <sighs>
1: Yeah, he, he was, I don't know. I mean, it's, again, the whole bench struggled in that OKC game. Like, there was, other than Jeff Green, um, who gave you gave you really solid minutes. Yeah, uh, but he but wasn't he really hit, he that wasn't
0: with the bench usually, though. Like, the thing yeah, that Jeff right. Green he was, was right. doing that, he was doing that when he was staggered with the starters.
1: Right, exactly. You're You're, you're totally right. But I mean, that was he was the only guy who gave you anything off the bench in any way, you know. I mean, Christian Brown, like I said, he had those Christian three
0: Brown Mason threes, right? And, yeah. and then played a lot of defense, and he was good for that. But again, he did a lot of that with the starters.
1: Do you like the oh. bench more? Do you like it as that with that OKC group, right? Where you've got Zeke Naji, and Christian Brown in there, or do you like the bench unit in that? Um, that opening night because the, the Golden State game is weird because Jamal didn't play. Um, but or do you like that opening night where you've got uh Devon Reed and DeAndre Jordan instead of those two guys? Like I kind of think if I'd rather run with with the former with Najee and Brown.
0: I'd rather have uh, Najee over and Reed Brown and, I'm, Reed and Jordan. With you. And that's simply because of versatility. You can do more stuff with them. Um Dave-on Reed is I think it's they're better players too. Like I, I, I yes, but I mean, but I mean, Davon Reed has more experience than Christian Brown. Sure. So the question is, yeah, but th-
1: like they talked about this when they drafted him about like how plug and play Christian Brown is. Like
0: he is, he is a
1: guy who plays like a vet. You know, in a lot of ways, like already like defense because like, that's the whole thing is like he he struggled in brain, that man. game. Uh, he struggled in that Golden State game scoring wise, right? Like he he did yep. not shoot the ball well, but. Like, his defense is is just there. Like, right, his feet. He's always staying in front of his guy. He's got active hands. He's either forcing turnovers or tip passes. Like, I I think Christian Brown is I, – like, I see why they were saying this is a guy we can plug in right away. And I don't – I would be surprised to see Christian Brown out of the rotation again for the rest of the season unless he gets hurt.
0: Yep. Well, I and Brown plays the game exactly the way Malone thinks it should be played. That means Brown's going to get minutes. I mean, Christian Brown specifically, right. Bruce Brown also. But yes. like, you know, Christian Brown plays the game the way that that Malone would like to see it played. Like if he if that was in his dictionary of do it just like this, that would be Christian Brown. So he's gonna get the chance to, to play out over his mistakes. Um, and that's I, I'm fine with that. That I have no problem with that. You know that I have been annoyed for years at the fact that the nuggets won't play their rookies and then wind up having to trade their rookies at no value right because they didn't play them but they can't afford to extend them either right um and now at least you're going to have a rookie who could play for you for all four years and get significant minutes and you're going to let him play i feel like that's a good idea especially because he fits the three and d that the nuggets need so right for my money I would I would have him out there in the in the lineup over Davon Reed. That would be my preference. Not that Davon's done anything wrong. It's been three games, and I expect him to get a lot of play anyway. Because again, Murray's yeah, going to be Murray's going to sit, he's yeah.
1: Davon he, Reed is your eleventh guy in your rotation right now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I think that's completely hurt. fair. Because right. because what they've also shown is like they're they're totally fine like playing uh, just playing another basically two guard. Uh, when Murray's out, at the they'll just play another two at the point and just run, they run should, Jokic, which is great. No, yeah, like that's, no I mean, Bruce Brown scored that. 20 points as a starter, right? Like, yes, yeah, they they
0: definitely, uh, um, that is what they should do. You should have two, two guards because the only guy you need on ball in a Jokic offense is Jokic. Like, that was the whole point, right? Um, and the, and the whole reason that Jamal Murray could even have the time at point guard to get better at point guard. Is because he was technically a two guard who was, who was a combo guard who was trying to be a one. And he learned right. how to do it because he didn't have to be on ball all the time. There was another right. point guard in the offense, and that guy's just seven feet tall. And then he figured you out how to run a two
1: game with him. And,
0: yes. And then and the, the one five guy. pick and roll worked out, and it's all beautiful. And I mean, even Murray talked about how he really enjoyed in the third game that he got to run the pick and roll with Jokic again. Right. But that made it easier for him because he's like, oh, yes, this is familiar. You know? And that's good. We want it to be familiar. But on the days where uh, he's not in the lineup, none of those guys have that kind of one-five pick and roll chemistry with Jokic. They should not be doing that. Uh, right. <laughs> Jokic yeah. should be. Yeah, no. Listen, uh, I mean,
1: Bones is the guy. Like, w- w- what is interesting to me is that they they instead of that they go with Bruce Brown in that role instead of Bones because Bones is another guy, kind of a combo guard. Um, yeah, you know, but he's, it, he's so used to being on ball. Right. If you could develop that two-man game between Bones and Joker. You know, which it's a shame they didn't get that opportunity last year because Bones was a rookie, right? So he was mostly coming on, coming in off the bench. Yeah, and Monty was starting to now obviously Monty plays in Washington. Um, If you could have that with Bones though, then I could see like you know, do you play Ish Smith uh as your backup point guard instead, and then roll it that way. But that, that's just not the way they're going, and which I, I like it. Like I like let's leave Bones as our bench point guard, as our sixth man, and then let's. Let's just rotate these all these wings that we've got, all these defensive wings with with KCP and Bruce Brown and Christian Brown and Devon Reed. You know, they're, I mean, we haven't even like they and then they've got they've got guys like Peyton Watson and, you know, um, I guess, you know, they've got it's still sitting, he's still sitting that back there in the uh kind of in the in the development, the long-term yeah, Peyton, development kind of phase. Peyton Watson
0: is in the is in the long-term category. That's the guy that. Uh, I I don't want them to rush him because he has the defensive versatility that they're looking for, but he doesn't yet have the awareness or the offensive uh, performance level to for finishing that you'd want him to have. So, right, you talk about where
1: guys him. you talk about where guys are in the rotation. Peyton Watson is 15. Uh, he should right be now, yes. which is and, where and, he and should be. be. Yeah,
0: there, there's nothing wrong with that. He's on the team right now, hanging out with guys to get some experience around the team, to get some chemistry and some practice time. Um, And then I fully expect him to be in, um, you know, with uh, the gold out there in Michigan um, and getting some actual court time, because that's what's been robbed of him from his, his uh, freshman year in UCLA was he just didn't have enough time to get really good at stuff. He was sitting behind a bunch of much more senior players, which is um, what he'll be doing here. And that's what he'll be doing now. So you want to get him on the court. So in order to do that, with a head coach who's going to be able to specifically work on what he needs now that the Nuggets actually have a G League team instead of being somebody else's team that they shoved a guy on, like, he'll be fine, but he's a later project. But you have Brown, you know, and Christian should get those minutes. Um, and like you said, after that in the rotation, um it's a matter of who's going to play. Right now, Jeff Green is showing he should play. Yeah, you know, and I think and he so, should
1: because you don't really – I mean, yeah. your
0: backup – I mean, the guy – I guess Blackco would be the guy who right. would be taking his spot instead. It well, Right. You have Blacko, except right now Jeff Green's doing great at his job. So you don't replace the guy who's doing great at right. job. You just let him keep doing what right. he's doing. And, and I, I'm totally fine with Jeff Green
1: as this backup four hitting 20 minutes. Like, it was last yep. year when he was the starting four. Like, that's when it got, you know
0: – Yeah, that's that, – again, exactly. That's where you start running into questions about – what is the purpose of what we're doing here? You know, but also this is the way that you keep Jeff green healthy. You would hope, you know, uh, if he's playing 17, 18 minutes a game, instead of 25, you know, that maybe you can keep Jeff's legs longer because he got worn down last year. You could tell because right. they leaned on him a lot yeah. and now they do have latko They do have nausea. You should be able to get him some breaks and, and keep him healthy and, you know, ready for when the rotation shortens. So in that sense, the nuggets are deep enough. They've just got to find some chemistry, man. Because I swear to God, this whole week showed that it looks like they basically never met before. Yeah. Like it's it's impressive to me that they were this bad. You can watch guys not know whose rotation is what, you know, which which guy am I supposed to tag? What am I supposed to do? It it felt very YMCA out there. Um and this- even on passes. Oof you think that's it's not because, what it's supposed to be i mean obviously we got the
1: i mean we've talked about this though, like the newness and then and then but you also have like you know jamal and mike coming back from from like long-term injuries and i think i mean even though obviously jamal didn't play the middle game there but even though it was clucky like i i was encouraged by michael porter jr i was very encouraged by michael porter jr i thought he i think he looks
0: he looks very good on offense
1: yeah he yeah right exactly okay that is good 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 clarification that was there was some rough i think in the uh the golden state game in particular there was one time where he's like defending clay out at the three-point line it's
0: like he's completely like he's on the wrong hand yeah you're what do you yeah why are you even shading him that way that's the ridiculous and then of course he gets you know the late game on um on steph and completely just shuts it down and you're like oh well right yeah exactly okay
1: you know it's not that there
0: aren't flashes. It's just that for Michael, it's really more important that he knows what he's supposed to be doing in a team defense standpoint. Right. Um, And having guys out there like Bruce Brown, you know, to play next to uh, and Aaron Gordon and whoever KCP, those guys, you know, once they all know where they're supposed to be by default, it will help MPJ know where he's supposed to be right now. It looks like nobody's really sure where they're supposed to be because Aaron Gordon is screwing up, you know, back screens and, you know, KCP is doing weird stuff on the perimeter. And you're like, I, it, it just feels discombobulated, which is great. They're not set yet. This is not how they're going to be. And they still look, you know, they're still winning. Um, right. So this is, the defense is going to be a work in progress. People just got to be patient with the fact that when you add two new starting defenders to a team and you did not get enough practice time yet, this is going to be the case. So, you know, let the principles play out over the course of the year um, and then see where we're at in, you know, January, February. Like right now in October, it's rough, but you just <laughs> win these games. Like that's all they're trying yeah. to do right now is however you got to win them, win them. And yeah. the parts with, with Jokic and Murray and MPJ on offense, those parts look good, man. I'm not worried yeah, about Yo- that. I mean, like, like Jokic looks fine. Uh, back KCP back too. Doubles.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, KCP's been looking really good. Right. I mean, he's, he's basically, I think he's got back to back 20 point games. So he's
0: getting there, where he needs to get to on offense. He's sliding to the open right. spot where Jokic can get him the ball. He's sliding right. to the passing lane, not just sliding to the corner. Yeah. And I love that. That makes me happy. He's
1: getting open from three from a lot, too. So that's, yeah. Um, well, he's ask he, him in.
0: as you expected, we talked about that before the season where, yeah, in this offense, the guy who should be open all the time is KCP. Yep. You know him or Aaron Gordon if Aaron's standing out on the three-point line. But when Aaron cuts, the guy who's going to be left on an island, like just by himself under a palm tree, is going to be KCP, and he needs to make those threes. And he's yep. doing it. So happy to see it. Happy to see it for
1: sure. Uh, yeah, and I think in the end, you know, despite the the clunkiness, despite the uh, the the dud that they put out there in opening night against. Um, Utah, uh, if you tell everybody when you, if you looked at these first three games and four nights, I think everybody looked at it and said, like, yeah, they should be two and one. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I think everybody would have expected them to beat Utah and to lose to Golden State, but like, whatever you whichever way done.
0: you want to do it, yeah. And the Nuggets, unfortunately, have this tendency, right? Like, this has always been their issue, is under Malone anyway, that the Nuggets play down to their competition, which is why Sacramento just like drowns them in a river every time they play Sacramento. Doesn't matter how bad Sacramento is. It's because Malone wants it too much because it's Sacramento. And it's because the Nuggets just play down to their competition. So if they're playing, you know, Golden State, it'll be a it'll be a barn burner. Doesn't matter how many guys are available. Doesn't matter how injured they are. The Nuggets are going to throw down. You know, if it's OKC, the Nuggets are just going to well, how did Malone say? He said it's like getting a root canal every time we play the, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's about right. Cause they just don't get up for, for the root canal session.
1: They do not. They do not. All right. Let's, uh Let's, let's turn the page. And let's look forward to the two. Well, they've got, what, they've got four games this week. they got four games, uh, man. It's yeah, this is a busy week. I probably will probably just not talk much about Utah. Let's be honest. Um But let's talk about, because they got two against the Lakers. So we'll talk about them here in a second, but let's talk about the one that's going on tonight um against the Nuggets is in Portland against the Blazers that's who they're actually playing we said like we said Blazers on a back-to-back though and it was a day back-to-back so they got home uh early there in Portland and the Nuggets of course off on Sunday so they they're coming in on a day's rest so I mean I Portland the thing about Portland is is it's early in the season and so they've got all their guys right now and like they yep. they went back to we're gonna we're gonna go after trying to to win around Dane like which is like we said, I mean, Dame's Dame's got 41 points uh, in back-to-back games. Like it's so far, it's working. Portland is three and zero. Like there's there's a lot I think to like. I think this is a. Uh, it's interesting to me that like when we were talking that they're home dogs on this because uh, I think Portland is a good team right now. Like I I think they're going to be a team who's probably in the play-in tournament at the end yep. of the year. But like right now with with Nurkic healthy, with Grant healthy, with Lillard healthy. Like they, that's a, that's a solid core of guys. And they've got, they've got some good starters around them. At least they, they've got a really solid starting lineup. Um, I like the way that it's, it's constructed. And, you know, like I said, their bench is probably their bench is probably the weakness. So if the Nuggets are going to beat this team um, that's where it's going to come. It's going to come from, you know, can we get, do we get big nights from Bruce Brown or, or Bones Highland? And, you know, how does Christian Brown play? Who's which big are they going to go with? I would imagine um it would be Zeke Najee tonight because there's not a ton of uh big bigs. Uh I think the biggest guy is probably Drew outside of Nurkic.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, outside of Nurkic, right? But I think Drew Eubanks is probably the biggest guy that's coming off that probably. bench. So I would assume they'd go with, with Zeke Najee um tonight. Like, can that bench group outplay you know Justice I, Winslow and Drew Eubanks and, and Nas Little and, and um what I don't even know, some guy named I, I want to say Shannon Sharp or Sterling Sharp. Shannon Sharp. There you go. There it is. Yeah, I mean, that, that group does not exactly inspire a bunch of confidence in you when, you, well, when my you're talking thing, about your second
0: game. My thing is, this is the game where they should start staggering, and they should, with Murray. You should get Murray off of Dame, and you should put... Oh, I would assume, for, for, assume
1: Murray is covering Anthony e. Simons, right? Like, you put, you put KCP on
0: Dame. You would think, well, what I'm expecting is for KCP to be on Dame, but KCP's not going to play however many minutes Dame plays, right? Dame's playing like 38 minutes a game or some nonsense. Yeah. Like, you know, Dame is up there. Um, so with that being the case, uh, you know, and KCP is not going to play 38, 39, 40 minutes. For me, I would I would wind up putting Jamal out there to start, and I would wind up pulling Jamal halfway through the first quarter, and I would bring him back on when Dame spits, And Maul and, um, uh, and Bones can go ahead and run the bench offense and organize it and get it together and handle that against the bench unit of the Trailblazers. That's what I would like to see: is fifty percent of Jamal's minutes off of Dame and against the bench, and then they can throw Brown and KCP at Dame exclusively the whole time. Right. Um, and yeah, that's and, you know, it hard.
1: You don't. You don't. Right. You. It's Damian Lillard's get nobody but Bruce Brown or Catavius Caldwell-Pope, maybe Christian Brown. A little bit, but like that should be that should be it. Yeah, the only people who, who defend him because with the way Portland set up with playing, you know, Josh Hart and Anthony Simons uh, along with Dame out there, yep. they're not a they're not a lengthy team uh, on the perimeter. It's I like I like the the matchup in a lot of ways for the Nuggets now because, like you said, you can put KCP or Bruce Brown on um, whoever you want. Right. And you're going to probably so then you're probably going to throw uh, or KCP and Bruce Brown. You're going to throw them on uh, Damian Lillard. You're going to probably throw Jamal Murray uh, on Anthony Simons, which, okay, like Anthony Simons can score. He's going to take a lot of shots for sure. Um, But you're you're better off with Jamal covering him than you are with Jamal on Dame. I agree with that. And then, then so then you've got Mike. You put Michael Porter There's Jr. Got a Josh defending Hart. Josh Hart. Yeah, so which you are not too worried about Josh Hart, you know, on offense. It's not, I mean, he's, he's Josh Hart Josh, Josh can play
0: offense. I wouldn't yeah. say. I mean, he's he's at least as good as KCP is on offense. I, I don't think he's nothing. Right, but he's he, not a guy like you are game planning for. Right? Well, yeah, well, he's he's not going to get that many shots. Like the thing is, unless Dave decides that this is a game he doesn't want to shoot in, you know, Josh Hart is not going to get what he was getting last season for shots. So right. in that sense, can you hold up for like 13 or 14 shots a game for against you know with Josh Hart? Yeah, you should be able to.
1: Right. Like the other guy, I mean the other guy that they're gonna go after or who they're gonna turn to for scoring is Jeremy Grant, right? Like he's there to yes. be your second scorer. But for the Nuggets, think got Aaron Gordon. Like he's yeah, it's gonna be Aaron
0: to Gordon on it's gonna exactly it's gonna be Aaron Gordon on Jeremy Grant, and that should be fine. Like you don't expect um Jeremy again will take a lot of shots if he if he he's not afraid to get shots up. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, but I, I don't expect them to be high percentage shots against Aaron Gordon. Right. Um, again, as long as Denver's defense knows where their rotations are, you know, but if yes. they're going to, because my thing is is they've been switching so much this year and nobody knew where they were supposed to be going that I kind of wish they would stop doing that. Yeah. Um, it's,
1: I mean, they've got the, they've got the personnel to be to switch to switch all the time. They but. do. They're they're still figuring it out, no doubt about
0: it. Yeah, they don't they don't have it down yet. So if they would do 50% switch, 50% man, I'd be fine. Like just stay with your man. Like that's your guy. And at least then we could like get rid of some of these mishaps that we keep having. Right. Um, you know, but that uh, that said, I, I do expect that, that Denver has good matchups for Portland. Uh, but I want to make sure that they're that they stagger right against the bench because if it's another full hockey bench thing, um, I'm going to be disappointed because it will mean they're not going to make up a lot of ground on the bench unit of the trailblazers. And you could make up a lot of ground w- against that unit with the right combination of guys. So.
1: Yeah, I think there's, yeah. I mean, that bench unit has got. Um,
0: there's some holes in Portland's bench. Let's put it that yeah, way.
1: They're not, like I said, they're, they're not exactly. You and I worry too much about, I wonder, you know, uh, who's going to score with that group? Obviously, but I mean, obviously, Dave uh, plays a lot with the bench because he just plays a lot in general. So, yeah, I, I just I I worry about the Nuggets because I think, uh, Yusuf Nurkic is is a guy that plays Jokic tough, um, and you've got some guys on that team in Portland in their on their wings that. You know, they've got some rangy wings. Like, Anthony Simons is a big guard, so is Josh Hart. Like, they could throw those guys at Jamal. You know, and they're really and, – and they, I mean, they could throw – they'll probably throw Jeremy Grant Uh, at – they'll probably throw Jeremy, Josh Hart at Aaron Gordon and, and maybe put Jeremy Grant out on Mike. But <laughs> that's going to be – once again, that's going to be your guy, right, is Mike. Because he's – whether it's Jeremy Grant or Josh Hart, Mike's got them by, you know, a good couple inches. So yep. he's going to be the guy who – should be able to to rise up uh, and score uh, with some with some regularity. I I think he's um, he's probably your best bet. Obviously, Jokic is going to do what Jokic is going to do. Nurkic, like I said, Nurkic will play him tough. Uh, expect Nurkic to get a lot of rebounds to to be tough on the on the glass. But if you can get Nurkic into some foul trouble, um, you'll you'll be doing all
0: right. And I wouldn't uh, say that Nurkic well. has ever slowed down Jokic. I, I'm trying to think of when that would have happened. Maybe like no,
1: yeah, he doesn't really slow in down. 2017. Jokic. He, he'll like, play well uh, against Jokic. Like he'll have a big yeah. night against Jokic. But uh, yeah, he he doesn't really he stop Jokic. Jokic has always been able to um, handle Nurkic in that sense. Uh, but even still, I don't know. I, this is, I think, a tough a tough game. It will not shock me uh, at all at all if the. The Nuggets end up losing to Portland.
0: I don't feel like they should lose, but I feel like they definitely can lose. Does that make sense? Right. Yep. Like that makes total sense. Again, if you roll out there, you should be able to get it done against the team on a back-to-back. However, <laughs> the, the the ability for the Nuggets to actually close the door on another team hasn't yet shown itself this year. Despite right. winning like these games, they they like ran out the clock on the Golden State Warriors. Right. You know, and uh, almost did the same thing with OKC. So yeah, I'm not
1: tempered expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't expect a blowout against the Trailblazers. They're not a crappy team. Um, no. Yeah, if
1: they're sometimes... not a three
0: and team. They're not like they're not like the best team in the West. But they're not. It's it's not a situation where um, they aren't going to bring it. So just expect that, and then whatever happens, happens.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes people try and you know are thinking of the Blazers and they're thinking like of oh, the Blazers last year when Dane was out and they were losing all those games. Right, like that's not the case. Like they've got a, they've got a. Solid yeah, the only roster. guy out is
0: Gary Payton, right? Like I think that's I don't think Gary's right. back. So it's right. other than GP, like they they've got pretty much everybody they would expect to use in a rotation. So you know they'll they'll have a fight in them. If you thought that OKC had a fight in them, that you know Portland will have at least that much fight. So.
1: Yeah, it should have quite a bit more, uh, quite a bit more talent right now in in Portland than in OKC. Um, All right, let's move on then to, let's talk about, we got to talk about the Lakers uh, because the Nuggets, will see them twice this week. They lost again uh, to Portland, in fact, earlier here on Sunday. Uh, They're obviously, Lakers off to a tough start, tough first week, did not win a game. A lot of national media coverage, as always is the case. A lot of questions about, you know, Russell Westbrook uh, as there was all of last year. Lots of consternation about whether or not Anthony Davis and LeBron James can still get it done. Uh, just all bad things for the Lakers right now. That, I will say, Gordon, makes me a bit cautious that like, hey, we, we're going to probably face a pretty motivated uh, L.A. team here this
0: week. Uh, I would expect so. Um that said, I'm not sure that mo- motivation's gonna matter all that much, or at least it shouldn't. Um, I'm right. more afraid of LA Nightlife on the visit to LA than I am of the LA team. Um simply because <laughs> I I don't know what they're trying to do, man. You watch them and they are if you thought that the Nuggets were just at times, whoo. The Lakers are just Pratt falling all over the court. It's ugly.
1: Yeah, the Lakers are, again, I mean, another team that's incorporating a lot of new pieces and bringing back a lot of guys um, who were injured and also, honestly, like, still trying to figure out the Russell Westbrook piece, which didn't work. They couldn't figure it out last year. It doesn't look like they figured it out anymore um,
0: with this I, year. I don't even think it's something to figure out, man. I think that Russell Westbrook is just in that, right. that stage of his career, you know, and I. I don't know that there's anything to do about figuring that part out. I think that's just the way that it's going to be, and you're going to have to figure out when to cut bait on that. Um, and I expect them to do that before the trade deadline for sure.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I think about the only thing to figure out is where can you trade him. Um,
0: nope. But the, but the problem is, is he's trying. He's got to play for you to convince somebody else to take that contract off your hands.
1: Yeah, or you're going to have to take up back some equally bad like a contract in its place you know a lot of of course laker fans all want to think that they'll get like kyrie irving um right back which is but like it, but that's the thing is like brooklyn doesn't want russell westbrook like in any way shape or form like you've got to find someone who's got like something that's like a player that's just a complete like a deadweight monster contract and i'm trying to think of who like who is that other guy in the league right yeah. now because yeah. john wall was the guy for like a long time right i mean like how many times did you rest I mean, Russ got traded for John Wall. It was Chris Paul, right? Like these guys have seemingly found like spots now where they're, you know, they're kind of maybe having some resurgence. We'll see, still see with John Wall, but like Chris Paul obviously had like a a big resurgence once he got to once he got to Phoenix, um, which is where he went after the being traded for for Russell Westbrook. Like uh, there's there's just not. There's just not that guy out there right now that I think of that like a team is like, yeah, we're we're in a spot here with a guy who's on a really big contract and is just not worth that anywhere close to being worth that anymore.
0: Well, it's, the thing is, it's I mean, it's not just that it's a ruby contract like Russell Westbrook is making forty seven million dollars.
1: Right. Yeah. You need like the ultimate. That's what I'm saying. Like you like you used <laughs> to have a couple of these uh these albatross contracts <clears throat> out there other than Russ's. He's really like the only one that I can think of right now that's like really out there that is that like that bad.
0: Well, and the Lakers, the, the Lakers have many problems this year because they can't, you know, they can't just tank and go ahead and be like, well, we're just going to go ahead and we'll add one of these great players in the draft. Their draft pick goes to the Pelicans. You can't, right? Like you also have out.
1: LeBron James at like thirty-seven years old. Like you, yeah. you got to be now. Like you're by the way, your roster is built like you are a win-now team. Um, who there's is no, not there's winning, no tomorrow. Bad.
0: Yeah. So uh, my my thing is with uh, with this, but they don't have picks to move with with Westbrook really right. either, then right. So your issue is what could you offer somebody to take on how whatever percentage of that 47 million dollars is left by the time you trade him? You know they don't have anything. I mean they don't
1: have young players, like they, they don't, don't have they have nothing. Anthony Davis. Right <laughs> it's about you, only what you you'd could, have to offer. You
0: could package Anthony Davis. And then, where would you
1: come up with a salary to like match something like that?
0: I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, this is where you're at, right? Like, what is it that you do? Because Anthony Davis has looked objectively terrible this year. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like, you know me. Um, I, I was annoyed that the one time he showed up in the playoffs is when he had like five months off right. for COVID, because literally every other time he has been a pancake in the playoffs just flatter than anything. And I, I am not a, I'm not an Anthony Davis fan. I don't believe in him. And now he has a ring and it irritates me, um, especially that he went through Denver to get it. Right. Um, but you're, you've got, you've spent your money in, in LA and you're not going to get the rewards. You can see that father time and LeBron are becoming close, close personal friends. Um, you don't have a lot more time with LeBron and he really should not be like head and shoulders above your next best player at this point. You've right. got to get that man some help. But if Anthony Davis isn't going to be it, if, if AD is going to play small and Russell Westbrook is going to play like it's 1987, he has no idea what's happening. Right. Like, I, I don't know what you're doing with that team. Like, I don't think Lonnie Walker and, and Kendrick Nunn are getting it done. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Yeah, Pat Bev and well, yeah. Is the team? I mean,
1: I mean, no one wants Scott O'Handerson. No, they drafted like,
0: Scottie it's, Pippen's kid, right? So, yeah, like,
1: yeah, Damian, Joe. I mean, that, that yeah, their their bench is is worse than than Portland's.
0: Uh, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, if your starting is not going to get done, your bench is not helping you out. Your young guys are not growing into those roles. So, yeah. what is it that you plan to do? Uh, and I I have no idea, man. So this this week playing them twice. It should be two wins. I expect to split them because right. I expect LA Nightlife to get the best of the Nuggets when they go out there.
1: Yep. Yeah. They got that. Uh they got, what, what is that game? Is it but it's
0: Wednesday, I think? The the game in LA? Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so I know it's midweek. It's not like a Friday game or something, or like a Saturday game where you get in Friday and then you go club. You know, so maybe we could save. Yeah, but I mean, not, you know, you get It's in, L.A. It, There's always
1: nightlife. I was like, you get it. in LA, like you get Tuesday and you go into the club,
0: like. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of these things. No way. The, no, the the Wednesday game is at home. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're, you're right. right. You're right. You're so right.
0: the Wednesday L.A. game is at home. It's see, it is that. It is Sunday night Ooh. in L.A. Like I said, so it's gonna be you so have a Friday there, night Saturday against night. the Jazz, then you fly out and you're there Saturday in L.A. for like. Yeah. For Saturday night party, yeah, they're definitely the losing Sunday that game. game for sure. I'm just, I'm just saying, like I expect, I expect the nightlife to get the better of, of the Nuggets uh, in that game.
1: At least it's, at least it's a 7:30 p.m. game and not, not like a 2 p.m. start. That Those is, that sh- is
0: true. They have time to hydrate, man. They right, go get an IV. You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> it will be all right.
0: Well, and then they have a long break afterwards too, so that's actually kind of nice that they don't play another game after that until yeah, Thursday. Yeah, so this go. week that we have the four games in, in seven days, and then next week, you know, you've got two games that right. like before Sunday. So that's good. That gives Denver some recovery time. Um, but I, I do, I, I don't think that the Wakers team matches up at all well with Denver. Um, I don't think they can handle Jokic. They have yeah. nobody left. They have nobody left who can do that.
1: They definitely can't handle which They never have been able to, right? And it's like, yeah, they don't have. They, you know, the, only the only time, the time they, they ever did when
0: Howard, Howard was yeah. like, when Howard was doing HGH or whatever to like get back to his prime for those again w- when they were rested, right? Yeah. Like that was the thing when they were rested and 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 primed and ready to go. Um, and other than that, I'm not expecting that. So, no the the Nuggets are going to be the Nuggets should be way too much for LA to handle in Denver. Uh, because the 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 Lakers are, I can't say they're tanking because they they have no reason to tank. I can just say and that LeBron's they are, been good.
1: Like LeBron has been, looks like LeBron. Like even at thirty-seven, like he's still been.
0: Yes, carried but it it's up early so in the far. season, right? I right. mean, that's the whole point was is that LeBron right now should look good. But again, they've got a G to throw on LeBron. You yeah, know, exactly. Like, that's that's the
1: whole reason they brought a G
0: to literally to his job. He's like, yeah. stop LeBron. Yeah, and and I understand that that LeBron is bigger than AG, but um, if he is he will give them a physical matchup, and then as we've seen before, LeBron on on Jokic bounces off of Jokic, right. So you know, I'm not I'm not concerned uh, necessarily that uh, like LeBron by himself can go ahead and drag them to victory, right. Um. So yeah, I fully expect portland to be close i expect the lakers to and here to be handled pretty easily and then in la i expect it to be close right like and you I, should
1: beat that utah team at home
0: like and you should well now that you're properly prepared for them yeah right. you should beat that team at home
1: of course you said utah won tonight against new orleans there in overtime so
0: yep well they like two guys from new orleans went down too i think Zion undefeated was, undefeated utah right now that now, now Utah did almost blow a seventeen point fourth quarter lead in that game, so, <laughs> so Utah was up. They were up seventeen, then they tied it, went to overtime, and won in overtime by one point. So it was they almost blew that. But I I do expect um, the Nuggets to come out and play harder. But then uh, the Nuggets have this habit of once they play down to a team's level, they always do. Like I thought that when the Kings came in a couple of years ago. And they beat the Nuggets. I don't think it was, was it opening night. I don't think it was opening night. But it was, anyway, early in the season. And then and then they came back, like, eight games later. And you were like, fine. Like, you know, they're going to take the Kings now. They're ready for it. They're not going to overlook them. but they lost again. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like, the Nuggets have this weird mental block when it comes to that stuff. So I don't know if they will beat Utah. I think they should. Um, yeah, they should certainly
1: should. But you're right they. <laughs>
0: But yeah, it would be great to go 4 0. Oh. I'm expecting 3 and 1 this week. Fair it enough. could be 2 and 2. 2 and 2 would be a poor showing. They should go at least 3 and 1. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. that You should definitely be getting. Um, I, mean,
1: I could see 2 and 2 because I could see you losing the. Oh, I can see, see it, the road. but I don't I could think you think should have. Games. It. I can see you losing to Portland and I can see you losing in LA uh, on Sunday. So I actually think they'll go 2 and 2. So, there, hey, well, I guess we'll have to check in uh, next week. And that's. What we will have to do, because we are out of time here this week on the Pickaxe Podcast, make sure you guys are following us. I am at Mikosh. Gordon is at GMoneyNugs. Follow us on Twitter. I think it's the only place you can find us. Um, and, uh, Gordon, any parting thoughts?
0: Nope. Just glad that uh, we get to watch these actual Nuggets play, man. Right. Like I, the, the first week of getting to watch all three of Denver's Big Three back out there, quite joyous. Despite the fact that opening night sucked, it was still great to see everybody back. Right. And now with the Browns being involved and KCP fitting fitting in like he's always been here, man, it it does look look great. Yeah. They look good. All right, everybody. We will talk to you
1: next week.